this week's film, we decided to do First Blood. Not Rambo, as everyone calls it, and I'm guilty of this, that we're just calling the first film Rambo. And that technically, I was going to say, technically there isn't one called Rambo, but isn't something like the fourth or the fifth one called Rambo? Oh, God, I don't know, actually. I um, think so. But everyone, you, when growing up, everyone called this one Rambo. Um, and I'm still guilty of, of saying that these days. Yeah, because I think there's First Blood, First Blood Part 2 Rambo, Rambo three, and then number four is Rambo, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and then number five is Last Blood. I still haven't. I still haven't seen it. Oh, but. And I, I'm surprised. Depending actually, on how, depending on how you like your films, it's either amazing or awful. <laughs> right. This is a really interesting point, right? And I'm going to bring it up now. I really like this film. Um, mm. I think there's there's really good bits in it, but. There is a perception of Rambo as a character that all of his films are uber-violent. All of the films are action-packed. And I, I, you know, and, and this isn't, I don't think. Th- th- this one, out of all of them, is the one that actually has a story. Yeah. Well, well I think it's... Oh, it's, de- it's, it's definitely not set in the Rambo world that will follow with the no. sequels. No. Because I, w- I would class this as like a, a almost like a gritty um, psychological sort of dr- drama. I know it's classed as an action film, but I think it's more sort of... It's, it's to do with the after effects of... Well, it's PTSD, isn't it? And uh, the after effects of being in a war and what's, what's, what he's witnessed. Because I've only seen this once. All the way through before. All right, that's yeah. interesting. Huh? So uh, I never watched it when I was younger. I only watched it when I was in my sort of, I think, mid to late twenties. I thought, oh, I'd finally get because obviously I was a fan with fans of Sylvester Stallone on this podcast. I was, I was at a point where I was like, do you know what? I haven't seen First Blood. I may as well get around to watching it. And I remember liking it. I remember thinking that was a better film than I thought it was going to be, because I think I'd seen one of the sequels before, and I think I'd seen number three. Yeah. And that, and I think number three was a bit, is, is now the bit, the one that goes really OTT. It's the one where he's in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, give me a word to it. Is, is that, that the one, one where he res- rescues his captain, or is that number two? Number I get two. Him, I get them mixed up, see. It's number two, so, um, no, number two, no, no, number three is when he goes to rescue Troutman. Yeah. Number two okay. is when he goes and he ha- only has to take photos of the POWs, but he ends up uh, saving them. And that's, is, that, is that the one where he uses the chicken as an arrow? <laughs> yeah, part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hark back to Hot Shotty. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm of a similar sort of thing with you. I don't think I saw this until probably definitely my teens, if not mid to later teens. And given that we, as you said already, probably both grew up watching Sylvester Sloan, would class ourselves as fans, get some enjoyment from his films, even probably the, the not so good ones as well, just because again, it, it brings back a certain memory. But um, yeah, I remember watching this one for the first time and expecting the violence, didn't get the violence, 
but was really, really pleased with what I did get. I was gripped. I, I remember watching it for the first time thinking, you know, waiting for the, the guns and everything, but it didn't really come. And then thinking, actually, this is a story about survival. It's a story about the aftermath of war. Um, and, and just the fact that, you know, the, the police are hawks in it. To me, this is a perfect example of, like in a in a film, but also you could you could apply it to real life where you don't know who you're messing with. Yeah. Like if you let's say for instance, just normal day, you're walking down the street, you ha- you happen on accident to bump into someone, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And there's that moment where some people react a certain way and it just escalates. And when I when I watched the film earlier today, it just got me thinking about those people that just they don't know who that other person is. So why this... yeah. well, I'm sorry. I, I, say, I say this to Rachel all the time. Like, do you know if someone cuts you up in a car? And she's like, beep, fuck yeah, we are. And having a go at them. And I'm like, calm down. It you've beeped. You've you've told them that they, you know that's wrong. You don't need to go on. Because ultimately you don't know who this person is. Get out of the car, then, they could have a knife, they could have anything. Yeah, and also, right, the law of averages. Okay. If you're the type of person that reacts that way all the time, and let's say you react that way to someone once a week. That's 50 times a year. Over the course of 10 years, that's 500 people. The odds are that you are going to have some sort of escalation with someone where it's, you know, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done this. Now, of course, the likelihood that one of those people that you have an escalation with is John Rambo is very unlikely. But you never. my point is you never know. And also, we knew some people growing up, you know, back home, who were relatively quiet, right? But you just wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with them, right? And you, they were the sort of people that you were sort of glad that you were acquaintances with. Are you, I know who you're talking about straight away. Yeah, so, Did we sit next to him in English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely guy. <laughs> but if oh, I, yeah. I, in later life, if I saw him on a night out, I, I'd probably avoid him if he died far too many much to drink so let me tell you a story you may already know this but you may not but when i was around 18 or 19 probably about 18 i i um i had learned to drive it was after i uh, i didn't have my mum's car anymore so maybe i was about 19 and um i was insured on my girlfriend's car at the time and i always remember this is perfect example of you never know what's going to happen and i was you know that sort of i don't know Typical cocky 18, 19 year old boy driving home, swinging around a roundabout at 40 miles an hour, <laughs> doing that thing I used to do where you just throw one side of the steering wheel down, the car bounces back yeah. and forth. Um, but it, no, anyway, no, it, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe a Saturday or Sunday. I was right, I'm driving home and I was in the wrong lane and I ended up cutting in front of this guy. And I don't know why I did it, because it's not me at all. But I be, instead of just saying, sorry, mate, I was in the wrong, blah, 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 I stuck my hand out the window and I give him the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not me at all, is it? Just like that, yeah. And anyway, right, this guy chased me. 
literally oh. it, it is like I don't know 1990 Vauxhall Cavalier he came after me but I was in like a I don't know a one litre um Clio and I couldn't outrun him however much I tried and anyway he, he pulled in front of me got out of his car and he literally had me by like the scruff of the neck and he was like you you fucker, blah 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 blah, and I I, I thought afterwards like oh, perfect example. What happens if he'd he'd had a knife? And also, what happens if I'd had a knife, or if I reached over to the glove compartment? And I always think back about this now, right? And I just opened it up. Say the windows are up, and he was banging on the window, going, "Oh, you bugger!" And I just slowly reach over and I put a magazine in a handgun. And I just turned to him. Oh. Like he would and we don't have handguns in the UK anyway. But um it is Oh thank God. Yeah, th- yeah, thank God. But like you are right. Could have been anyone. Could have been any you know, if... <laughs> but yeah, I was a right cock that day. Don't know why I did it. Point point of the story is the moral of this uh, discussion, you never know. That's the point. You never know. And it does take me on to sort of one of my favourite aspects of this film. And I do think you see Stallone in a different light to what you would have in his in these earlier films. You get it to a certain degree, I suppose, in Rocky. But that... Um, and there's elements of this film that I think are dated. Some of the acting isn't great or whatever. But I think uh, on a whole, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a re, it's a good performance by him. I don't know why you I I think he's really I think I I'm going to say this now I I can't see anyone else playing this part. Well, I I mentioned some names while we're talking about that, right? Who were either signed on and dropped out or at least linked to it very early on. So Steve McQueen, I think he would have been too old at this point. He's too uh, good looking as well. Yeah, I but he, he might have been going through his um didn't Steve McQueen have cancer at this point? Yeah, you are right. He would have been fucking old as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is 82, 83, 82. Yeah, this is what well, this is eight years after um Towering Inferno and it, and he's and what's oh bullet and all that, so yeah, yeah. Well you're talking late late sixties, bullet, isn't it? Early seventies, yeah. I don't know. When's um, the great escape? Yeah. What's that, sorry? When was the Great Escape? That was late sixties as oh, well, right? Sixty-seven, maybe even earlier than that, actually. Um, so who else? Um, Paul Newman, Clint Eastwood, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Nick Nolte, John Travolta, and Dustin Hoffman. See, oh, right. First things first. All of them really good actors, but they're too big. Yeah, As yeah. in their performances would have been big. The reason I love Sly in this film is because he's very, what's the word? He's so he's quite meek, isn't he? Even though like he's ripped, he's like meek and he's he's insular. Everything is inside. It's like you can tell that like stuff is going on inside. De Niro, right? I think he's probably the best actor during that era. Right? I pick him over Pacino. Pacino would have been too big. He wouldn't have played that part. I know he did Michael in, in Godfather, but that's the only one of those roles I can remember him being like that. Yeah. And Michael in Godfather isn't John Rambo. The Nero might have been able to do it, but it, again, it would have been a different film. So I'm not taking anyone over Sly. 
and I think Sly has that op- that ability in this film anyway to to really play someone quite broken. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I think it's great. So I just had a look now. Vietnam ended, I think, seven years before this film technically is set. Mm. So you know, I think he's, I think there's there is a bit of dialogue about him being home for like six or seven years when he's having a conversation with Troutman. <laughs> the, the other thing in this as well, like, uh, is that he hardly has any dialogue for large proportions of this film. Well, right. I don't know whether I read this or someone told me, so forgive me if it was you, but I'm pretty sure there was an original cut of the film that was over two hours long. Three and a half hours long. Three and a half hours long, and Sly said, or Sly was talking with the director and the editor, and apparently they came to the conclusion, take almost all of John Rambo's dialogue out. I don't know about that bit, but the first cut was three and a half hours long. Stallone said it's so bad, he tried to buy the film from the studio and destroy it. The studio (laughs) said no. So I don't know how true this is. So the studio said no, and this is where they went back to the editing. And maybe that was one of the processes that they took out the dialogue. I'm I'm pretty sure I heard that someone came up with the idea of cutting all of or almost all of John Rambo's lines. And I'm going to say no. If it wasn't Sly, whoever it happened to have been, absolute genius idea. Yeah, no, I think so. So so some of the deleted scenes included, um, there was a scene in a diner where Rambo gets sort of dismissively passed by by the staff. I don't I, I don't know if they wouldn't serve him or something. Is this in this town or is this in a different town? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in I haven't seen it. So um yeah. yeah. Um, which I actually I think that may have added it to the film, so that, that that might have been a scene you could have kept. But I think at the moment, an hour and a half for this film is sort of the perfect sort of you know that golden moment as well. Um, there, there's also um, a scene that was cut, which was a flashback to Nam, where he has a love interest. Um, so again, really? I, I'm I'm glad it cut that. Yeah, it's um. He, uh, something about one of the locals in Vietnam. I think he gets to to know them. Blah blah blah. And there's there's um there's a love scene. Maybe it's not necessarily a love interest, but there's a love scene. Mm, okay. um, but but again, all of these are sort of flashbacks. And supposedly from that flashback, then he starts crying afterwards as well. So and yeah, uh, it's something that's not necessarily needed. There's also another alternative ending where Rambo is actually killed by Troutman. Really? Yeah. So it's quite dark. Oh, yeah, okay. So I don't know how much you know about the original novel, but I've read it once, not for a number of years. Um, And spoiler alert, I think I said this in another podcast as well, but um, ultimately the the book is so much more violent. It mm. l- Like literally <laughs> tens of people die in it. Um, the um, The police officers, loads of them die. And then at the end, Rambo dies as well, and that's how the book ends. Um, All right, is the book good though? I I got some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it, I bet it, a bit. It feels different to the film, though, does it? It massively right because, um, it, it's a large chunk of it is set in the forest and ends in the forest as well. I I'm I'm sure I'm I'm right on that. I don't think he goes back after um. Oh, what's his name? 
Oh, I, the officer, um, yeah. Teasel. Yeah, I don't think it, it, it goes back after him. I could be wrong. I'm ready for a while. But um, no, the book is a decent read. It, 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 it's worth it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just very different. You, I don't think you can compare them. And something like, you know, this film had, I, I want to say, like 25 or 26 rewrites before they got to that where, where they wanted to with it. And, and and the other thing is, in the book, they don't even name him. He's Rambo, but he's not John. Just, oh, okay. just, just known as Rambo. So, um, what about some favourite aspects for you? Anything else on top of what you said? Um, I like the escalation. How so we I, start. So you on about like obviously you meet him. Is it the escalation in like the police station? No, no. I like I I like the escal. Watching it this time, I liked how it escalated from the police car, where the sheriff picks him up, and tries to drive him out of town. And there's words said. And it's very sort of. You know, Rambo knows straight away what's going on. And it's almost like something in his head goes, he's like, I'm fed up with it. You can tell, like, he's fed up. And that's why I think that diner scene may have added to it, if you yeah. if you had put it in. Um, it, yeah. it, it, it's a nice sort of play, isn't it, I think? That, oh, fuck, I'm going to get something to eat now. Yeah, yeah. But all, thing also... is, right? Sorry, 30 miles to the next diner? I know, yeah. Why? I don't understand why the sheriff didn't go, right, come on, we'll get you some food and then you can fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Thirty miles take him like all day to walk there. Yeah, he's fucking angry now. Oh, I don't. Yeah, some of my favorite aspects include um, I I I'm. It's good that you don't necessarily have a lot of violence in it. Technically, only one person dies, um, mm. and that's the guy who technically falls out of the helicopter. And you could argue that Rambo kills him, but. Ultimately, lots of people argue that he doesn't. I'm going to say this now. I didn't care. Ah, oh, that that he's a cock, isn't he? That was a deserved death. That was. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, the the other thing I like about it, I think the pace of the film is is quite. Mm. It, I was surprised actually because I remember it being longer, but when I put start, put it on and I saw the time and it was like an hour and a half, I was like, oh, cool, okay, and it does go fairly quickly. Because I thought. Um, the the bit that happens with the, the town happens quite quickly. So you get him first of all, and he's gone to his um one of his soldier mates. He's dead. Blah blah blah. Then he's walking through the town. It escalates quite quickly into the police station, and then he's escaped. And then I was thinking, bloody hell, there's like an hour of the film left here, if not more. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I thought in my head, like, is this gonna drag out? Because I hadn't seen it for a while. Um, but no, no, I I I. Was really um, pleasantly pleased. Let's put it that way. Pleasantly pleased, yeah. Only yeah, because I, right? I can't I, remember. It, I can't on, remember it being baggy in any place. No, no, and it's because I had in the back of my head the more recent Rambo's. No, no, the no Rambo itself, number four, where he's just like bloody, I don't know, unleashes a whole arsenal of bloody weapons into that guy who was sitting in the front of the the jeep. It's the most ridiculous scene in the world. Do you come to the cinema with me to watch that? I don't think I'm so. Sure I asked no. you about this. No, no. I, I think I had a, a dodgy copy of it. And I remember sitting down in the house and someone had told me about this scene anyway. It might have been you or yeah. Evan. And I sat down waiting for it. 
And then I, I was like, oh, it's, it's happening, it's happening. And I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> for, like, for like a minute that, and a half. That guy, there's almost, I think the only thing that was left of it was his legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His legs still on the pedals. It's oh, like one of Adam's drawings in the veil when he draws violence and all he has is a stump of a foot left. <laughs> like the, the skin is halfway down the bone as well, so it's like oh, a, yeah. a proper bone left. <laughs> oh. uh, what about favourite scenes then? Uh, rewatching this time, I, I really, I, I liked it the first time, but I, I liked it again, was the helicopter scene. Yeah. Really, because I... I it it is a bit daft that he jumps off the mountainside and lands in a tree. I'm just glad he lands in a tree because you can sort of forgive it that he might have made it. You know, yeah, he might yeah. have been okay. Like I I I imagine he's got a couple of crack ribs, but he's he knows how to deal with that. He bloody Rambo neither. And I um, like the I fact mean, they do give him an injury after that jump. They could have just jumped in a tree and he would have been fine. But you know, he, he oh, is- that's Ming in. Yeah. That's really good effects, I was though, because the, the blood was running all the time. Yeah, when yeah, exactly. When he's stitching himself back up and he's pumping. Yeah, up. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what scene I really like this time as well is when he loses it right at the end, when he's talking to Troutman and he's yeah. talking about all his friends that he saw die. Yeah. Because it, he's he's almost he's almost unintelligible. But then you make out certain phrases and like he's talking about trying to find his mate's legs after his mate got blown up by the shoe shine kid. And it's just yeah. I just I that was the moment in the film where I was like, Do you know what? Sly is actually a really good actor. and we've said this a few times. He gets um he gets slated for his acting in his films. And I think it's because, you know, the, the way that he probably delivers, he's got a bit of a slur and yeah, I'm going to say no, but he's even good in Stop on My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while. But, you know, the one we always go back to is, like, Copland, isn't it? Mm. And when yeah. we watched um, um, Rocky, I, th- I think we, we said then, like, you know, there, there's parts of that which, which he's really good. And so you got to give him some credit, I think, on this. Um, some well, of the man, he's class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his delivery and that is, is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I I'm keen to see how he is in this um the new series. Is it Tulsa Kings or, or Tulsa King? He's, he's oh listening. right, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's about, but I have seen a trailer. I tr- I try not to watch trailers anymore because I'm just like, mm. well, yeah, they they just it take take away your enjoyment. Me, um, so some of the things that I like, um, I quite like the police station sequence where they mm. they're trying to process him. Um, and that one guy is a right cock. And then you've got on the other side, David Crusoe's um, character. Yeah. And he's trying to be a bit more understanding, which I, I quite like. That. But you can tell like he's the rookie cop and he can't say Jack to this other guy. And that that guy, he's a cock to the helicopter pilot as well, isn't he? Well, David, David Crusoe's character, I think his character's name is Mitch Rogers, Deputy Mitch Rogers. But like he's trying to say... All the way through the first half hour until he gets taken out, you know. I I don't think we should be doing it. I think we best off leaving this alone. Yeah. Like yeah. he's all he's almost the only sort of voice of reason. Not that the other officers have got any idea about what's going on, but like when he's talking to the sheriff, and I think is it is it Art? 
deputy star- sergeant, the one that k- gets killed, the arsehole. Uh, I think it's dark. But those two, they don't want to know, do they? Yeah, no, no, I, I just find it, yeah, it's interesting as well. You know, that they, they try to shave him, and that's where it kicks off, doesn't it? And mm. it's just like, for fuck's sake, like, just leave him. Let I him know. Him. Just give don't him, shave him. Give him a warm bed for the night. Chuck him in the back of a bloody police car. Send him 40 miles up the road next day. Yeah, if you want him to go to the next town, drive him to the next town. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I still can't get over 30 miles to the next bloody shop. Cafe. Yeah, but then again, it's America and they, they yeah, like exactly to, for for us, it'd be like four or five miles to the next town, but for America, you got to like times it by 10, haven't it? Um, they tend to are like a hundred times bigger country. Yeah, yeah. The, the other scene I, I quite liked, and it, I think it's more of a sequence than a scene. Do you know where he starts picking off the police officers and then he gets um the sheriff at the end and he's like in the town, you're the sheriff out here, I am, or no, you're the law. Out here, I am or something. I I, I quite like that, and um, I I quite like what's the actor's name? Brian. I was Dennehy. Yeah, Brian Dennehy. I was disappointed when he started talking about the law that he didn't do his Judge Dread line, but uh... I am the law. Um, and then the final one for me, the scene is the um, it's just I think the more the comedic element that you get with the Army Reserve people. No, they've just blown up. Um, mm. Oh well, the the sequence of getting to the the point where they're just firing shit at him, and then all of a sudden he pops out and he unleashes like a magazine, and they're just like, "Fuck, this is real." Um, yeah, I know. Uh, and, and then yeah, the that whole one guy is asking them all to go in, isn't he? And they're all like, "Nope." <laughs> and that one sequence, he's like, "Get the grenade launcher." Um, so yeah, I found yeah. that um quite comedic sort of thing, but in in a good way, it didn't take too much away from the film. Yeah. Uh, um, I tell you, I what one thing I couldn't stop thinking about, and I don't know if you remember this film, but the the guy who plays the the sheriff, um, he was in a film with Brian Brown. Is it Brian Brown? FX. FX two. Well, I I've seen both, but FX two is the one I remember the most. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I remember the most. Do you know why? Because the girl in the shower. Oh, I don't remember this. I I might have to Google. That was at the beginning of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I for some reason I, I had FX two recorded from TV and it mm. took me years and years to then get round to watch the first one. But it was one of those ones because again you I only ha- ever had it, you know, you only had um, access to a limited amount of films. I watched it loads and I really enjoyed it. I can't believe you can't remember the eighties boobs that were in the shower scene. No, I don't remember at all. I tell you who's in it though. Um I just looked it up now. Rachel Tockerton, is that how you say it? She's in Total Recall. She's Melina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I remember her, yeah. I, I don't, I, um, I've only just the cast, I don't remember. She was her. a good actress. She never did, uh, she never did as much as I thought she should, you know, looking back and either she should have done. Uh, we I I'm keen to wa- go back and watch FX at some point, so maybe it's one to add the list. <laughs> I I watch it again. I haven't seen it for years. Come on, let's talk about some changes. We've we have you know given this oh, a bit that's... of a gold star at times, but what have we got? That end song. That might be the worst end song I've ever heard in a film. It was awful. Um... 
Did you like it? Um, I I did think at the end. I didn't like it. No, I I did think at the end. I think ah, oh, it's a trying to be an eighties banger, and it just wasn't. And also, you get the bit right at the end where he's being escorted away, isn't he? And they're walking, and I thought, oh, they're just gonna like continue walking and knock out. But then they just cut, and there's a freeze frame of Sly's face. Yeah, <laughs> setting it up for sequels galore. I was half expecting the crowd to just start slow clapping <laughs> as he left, even though he he basically ruined their entire their entire town. Right, I got a question for you. Oh, actually, carry on with the bad stuff, and then I got a question for you. Well, I, I've got a question now, right? But thinking back to that scene, I reckon what they should have had is the song from Bloodsport at the end. And I'm trying to think how it goes, but um, but I, I yeah, what I'm saying is, I I wondered if there was other eighty songs from other films that they could have just lifted and used in that one. They, the Transformers they, film. Oh, that's a banger of a song. You got the touch. <laughs> Maybe slightly out of place for this um, for this film, but yeah, yeah banger of a song. Well, um, that would be a good idea. That that would be a, a bit of fun, actually. What's the worst song you could put at the end of the Rambo film? Because it hasn't got much of a soundtrack, full stop. Well, look, Jerry Goldsmith did the music, and some of the music, I think, is quite good. I tell you the the best bit of it, and it's a bit of the the Rambo theme. When he comes out of the police station, he's just, like, beat up a pile of guys, and then he tries to get the the guy's bike, and he jumps on the bike and speds away. I can't remember how that tune goes, but as soon as it started, I was just like, bang, Rambo. Of course, yeah, it's, it's what I associate. Well, right, I listen listening to the soundtrack. Right, there was a section where Rambo was trying to get out of the caves. Yeah. Okay, and I swear, one of the pieces of music was in Total Recall, <laughs> and I checked. And Jerry Goldsmith is the guy who did the music for Total Recall. So he, he's, he's almost like repurposed one of his... Like John Williams sometimes, he like... Some of his uh, music will sound similar to some of the other films because he's using the same motifs and stuff, isn't he? And same sort well, of They've got their signatures, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. That's his signatures, yeah. So I think Jerry Goldsmith was repurposing some of the Rambo score for Total Recall. And I am got a problem with that because I like the music for Total Recall. So I, I'll just rattle through some of my changes. Um, I think elements of the fight scenes are dated. If You, you could probably update them with modern things. But you've got to realise it's an 80s film. You know, it, it is not everyone does Kung Fu. No, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, but, but it's more the, you know, the, the way that's shot, I think, as well. Um, the helicopter, oh, okay. the helicopter fall. It's again, it's the way that it's shot. Because one minute the the helicopter is about I don't know fifty foot in the air, the next minute it's like ten foot off the air. So, no, what I'm saying is it, it looked like it was about ten foot from the air, and then when it came to the fall, all of a sudden it's fifty foot in the air. So it makes it look even more dr- dramatic. Oh, sorry. Do you think if he had fallen that far, he would have had more damage? Because he only he only he only had like a bit of his head smashed, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose only when you fall in from a really great height do you actually burst. 
You know, the, the, the same sequence again, right? So that guy's in a helicopter. He's shooting at Rambo, you know, and then it ricochets off a, a bit of um, rock by the side of him and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the one bit where Rambo physically looks like he's just been shot in the eye because he goes, ah, but it didn't like ricochet off a of, off of rock. It looked like it was, and I, it was the first time I've ever picked it up and I was just like, what happened there? Well, yeah, no, that's when, so Art dies, Art's body's down on the, down by the river Rambo comes out from hiding and all the all the other deputies are up on top of the cliff. And Rambo says uh, uh, something like, let it go, or and he tries to walk away and they start shooting at him. That's where they clip him. Uh, it also is like a clip, okay. You don't see anything afterwards. That, that's oh, that, that's what I was going to bring that up. I wouldn't have bothered putting that in. No, it didn't need, it just need gonna... them to shoot at him and then him run away, surely. Yeah, and unless you actually want to show this, you know, scar that he's now gonna have, because you can imagine that would be cool, like if they had kept that scar for the next five films or all five films, like half a year. You'd be, you'd be yeah, you'd be watching the film and you'd be like, you got that from the first film. Um, and then more of a question on the next one. So, like, the, the mine shaft has just been, I don't know, blown up. Um. If you were Rambo, would you just stay in there and lay low? I know they're like supposedly then going to go and get the body out, but yeah, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know. Did he had he made up his mind to go back into the town at that point? Yeah, maybe. Because again, he he could have just stolen one of those vehicles. Because it seemed to me that at every point, right. Because this, this is going to be one of my questions now, right? Well, I've, I've now got a couple of questions to ask. Because it seemed to me that after the initial escalation where he walks back into town, now you can argue he's been pushed to some degree, right? And he's like, no, fuck you, I'm coming back into the town, right? Okay, fair enough. But he has almost brought it on himself as well, in a way. Apart from that, there's no other point where I'm thinking he's escalating it. It's always the police side that are escalating it. And that's why I think when he goes back into town, I think if they had left him in that mine shaft and left him alone, he wouldn't have gone back into town. Yeah. Part of me thinks because they like sent a rocket launcher into that mine shaft. He's like, now he's like, right, well, you're trying to destroy me, so I'm going to just destroy you. Yeah. But anyway, here's, here's my question. Here's my question. You're the sheriff. At what point are you tapping out? Yeah. The thing is, can he? Because it's escalated so much. It's not something that you can just say. I know Troutman gives him that advice, doesn't he? You know, create yeah. a hole, let him escape. We'll pick him up in, I don't know what he says, whatever town. In a, in a few days' time. Because what gets me is, right, the sheriff keeps lying about Rambo killing the police, about killing Art. The sheriff just keeps saying he killed one of my officers, and he didn't. Yeah. He didn't kill him. So, and he could have killed all of them. That's 
That's what gets me. See, if I was a sheriff, don't get me wrong, I know you're a sheriff, right? You've got a job to do. But if this guy has basically taken out your entire squad, and, like, at that point, I'm thinking, fuck me, what have I got myself in for? Like, it's ego, isn't it? Like, I think that's part of the sheriff's character is that it's almost bravado on his part where he's like, no, I've got to take him down now. I've got to get him. And also, I'm the sheriff. I'm the big, you know, I'm the big top dog sort of thing. You know, I can't let him beat me. But ultimately, by doing that, he endangers everyone else. Because I was, I was, I was, when I was rewatching it, right, and you have the scene where the sheriff is coming out of the station before he sees Rambo. So he's walking from the station to the car and he goes, all right, all right, John, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he's waving to someone else across the street. I'd love to know what those people across the street are like. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay, Sheriff. They turn around and go like, oh, fucking knob. Look at him, prick. Yeah. Sheriff of a two-bit Acting like he's my best mate. <laughs> I, um, I love the fact that that town, it looks like it's only about four streets long, but it has loads of, like, hustle and bustle happening in it. How many gun shops do you reckon they got? Well, yeah, exactly. And also, it's got its own PA system where he's just like, you know, evacuate the streets. Uh, so it's, I don't know. Uh, Troutman, what do you think of him as a character? Well, moving forward, from what I can remember from the other films, I think he becomes a decent character. I think in this film, because he's not on screen that much, he's a bit one note. He um he was originally going to be played by Kurt Douglas, who got co- who dropped out at the last minute. So um I don't know if you know they were gonna why I why one I don't know why he dropped out and I don't know if he was going to be played in a certain way. I I, I quite like Richard um what's his name, Richard. I can't remember the actor's name. Richard something. Um and yeah he's he's alright in the second one. Um, yeah, he's in that. <laughs> you also get the guy from Karate Kid in the second one. Um, John, what's his name? Which guy? Uh, the um, the the do um Cobra oh, Kai's um te- yeah the sensei yeah sensei from Cobra Kai yeah I got John Cena is it? No, John Cena. Whatever his name. Is. <laughs> not, not the wrestler, John Cena. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing as well that. That where Rambo was, it looked cold, didn't it? That town looked cold. Oh, damn right. And he's there in like some scatty bit of cloth that he's found. I know, yeah. Jesus. Like, oh, do you know what I noticed this time as well? I don't know if you saw this. Do you know he's lighting the flame in the mine shaft? Do you see like Sly was actually had his hands in the flame as he was wrapping the towel around? Did he know? I didn't see that. Yeah, like he had his hand, like the flame is like this, and he's wrapping it, and his hand is going in the flame and stuff, and he didn't bat an eyelid. I, there was actually a, there was a, a millisecond where I questioned myself, thinking, is that CGI flame? But of course, <laughs> it can't be back then, can it? Uh, I tell you the other bit of that sequence is the rats. Oh, and yeah, yeah. you can see the rats are freaking out at one point, and I and I was just thinking, oh, it only takes a rat to think like it's cornered, and then all of a sudden, fucking all of them are on sly. Oh, it goes through me every time. 
And all uh, what you got to say is as well, right? How many other actors would have actually done that? Yeah, like well, that's... I can name I can name one more. Harrison, Harrison Ford? Ford in Temple in not Temple of Doom, Last Cru- Crusade. Yeah, Last Crusade. Uh, there's another scene. Still yeah. haven't done that film. Uh, really good film. We need to do that soon. I know. Just so we can put the rest of Temple of Doom as the worst of the three. <laughs> um, I, I, to be honest, right, I'll sort of agree with that. I just know the Temple of Doom gives me the most enjoyment. But I will agree it's the worst film out of the three. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I get and again, it comes that. back to the fact that I grew up watching that one. and Yeah, you got a fondness for that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So, a couple of facts. Oh, I've only got budget, actually. Budget before we wrap this up. Budget was 15 million. They returned 125. So, about, what's that? Times eight. Times and, nine, and, maybe. And there was talk of not releasing it. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And then what, what happened was, I think every three years after that, probably coinciding with Rocky films, um, there was um, the, the, the sequels came out. So number two came out in 85, 88, number three came out. And then there was a you know big gap in between where Sly went and did other things. Do you, in terms of Sly's characters, he's known for Rocky and Rambo. I don't. I don't think there's any question that Rambo's the uh, that Rocky is the better character and more iconic one, is it? I or don't think Rambo, so. Was Rambo the better character, but Rocky's just more iconic? I think it's more iconic, right? Simply because of the way that the films are set up, and you know, you have that. Well, I suppose this is an underdog film as well. But what I I just think you're rooting more for. For for Rocky, on you. It, it makes you feel better to root for Rab, for Rocky rather than Rambo. <laughs> and this comes down back to, or this comes back to the question that we always ask, and that is the recommend question. Would you recommend this film? And straight away, I would, right? Because I think people need to watch it to realize that it's not the other films in the sequence. It's not the uber violent films. It's it's actually got something about it. I think it's, I believe it's a well-crafted movie. Oh, well, I think the word you're looking for is substance. There's yeah. actually some substance to this film. It's got a story which, you know, which is throughout the film. It's not just this, or oh, we, we need a reason for a Sly to go back to Nam and find some POWs. It's, 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 you know, it's not, it's more than that. Um, and you You think of some of the dialogue in this film as well. It's, it's two men who are almost, they, they're very similar in terms of their mindset because Rambo keeps saying, leave it alone, and the sheriff can't, but Rambo can't leave it alone either. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you for for uh, how what you said about recommending as well. I would recommend it for the same reasons. I think people need to see it. And, and just to show Sly acting, and actually, you know, acting well. So, all right, let's wrap this up. Unless you've got anything else to add? No, I was going to go on a tangent about Sly's acting, but uh, it's all right. We've done that enough podcasts. <laughs> but there'll be more opportunity in the future when we do Oscar. Who do you think I'm more defensive of in acting? Sly or Nick Cage? <laughs> I, I think definitely Sly. 
I think there's a fondness with Nick Cage, but you know that he's, you know, you love his over the topness. Yeah. Over the top. There's another Sly film. But I can't believe there's some Sly films you haven't asked this to do yet. <laughs> what was uh, the prison one? Escape Plan. Oh no, not that one. Oh, but lock I would. Out. Lock up, I say, yeah. I would love to do a skate plan, though, if you want to do that. Oh, I love the first one. I yeah. wasn't so impressed with the second one. I took Rachel to the cinema to see the first one, and um, we weren't expecting much. She came away. She loved it. She was uh, well impressed. So, um, yeah. Rachel Rachel doesn't do movies often, does she? Well, no, no. Definitely not slight ones. So. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Check out our social media and also check out our um, YouTube channel. Cheers, all.